Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Dee from KidsMoneyAcademy.com. I met Dee through the FinCom community and her vibrant personality already shined through when she introduced herself. She mentioned her website, Kids Money Academy, which directly intrigued me as I believe that teaching kids about money is very important for their future. And today we will mainly discuss the importance of instilling a positive money mindset to your kids from a young age, and we will give you solid tips on how to get started. Dee will also share advice on how to talk to your kids about the current coronavirus situation. And finally, we will touch upon the Kids Money Academy as well, and we will end the show with a special money-saving tip you would never have thought of before. At least I didn't. <laughs> This episode is for you if you're a parent or future parent uh, of young kids and want to help them grasp money concepts early on and help them develop an abundant money mindset. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello Dee, how are you doing today? Very good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yes, my pleasure Dee. I think you have a, a great story to tell today. You just joined the FinCon community And you had a really a great uh, introduction of yourself because you've already achieved a lot of things because you're a finance professor or a finance teacher. You have just started your website, uh, Kids Money Academy, which we will focus on today. You did a whole other um, bunch of stuff. For example, you, you um, created an app, etc. So yeah, it's crazy. So uh, can you maybe put some order in, uh, in all of this? <laughs> Of course, of course. So I am the I am the founder of Kids Money Academy. Um, I founded the academy last year in uh, 2019, and prior to that, um, you know, I have my CPA license. So I'm a licensed CPA, and I also teach at UCLA. Um, I do teach uh, corporate governance and ethics, and also internal auditing classes. Mm -hmm. So Kids Money Academy is is my side hustle. Um, right now i do have a full-time job uh, however um i would love to turn this into my full-time gig because i am super passionate about this topic yes and i really like it too so that's why i uh, ask you to come on the show i do not have kids myself but i think um teaching uh, money uh, sorry teaching yeah teaching kids uh, to be money savvy i think it's really important Uh, I have my reasons for thinking that. We discussed it before the show, but I want to know why are you passionate? Uh, why do you want? Why did you start this uh, Kids Money Academy? I truly believe that everything starts at home. Mm -hmm. Teaching money is, um, as you know, it's super important, and we cannot rely on the school system for the financial literacy because in the united states especially there are some states they do require uh, personal finance classes there are others they don't so it starts at home and as parents i do believe we do have a responsibility to to pass on our knowledge to next generations and that includes financial literacy 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really like what you said because it's really based on my research, based on everything I read from the blogs, from other blogs and other podcasts. One thing that I realized over time is that actually everything starts with your mindset. If you have a positive mindset, a positive money mindset, then I think you will be more open to try new new things, be open to save money, be open to have positive attitudes towards money and treat it as a tool. And I think as well, this mindset, it's very difficult for adults to change it. It's possible, but it's it's hard. Nevertheless, if you start as a child, when you're uh, five, six, eight, ten years old, I think it's easier. I, I don't know. Is that your feeling as well, uh, Dee? Yes. Yeah, so by the time a child is seven years old, their money story is already written. So you want to make sure you have you write that story very intentionally as a parent. And you want to have, do you want to have abundance mindset or do you want your child to have a scarcity mindset? That's all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I am sure all of us wants to have our kids to have abundance mindset. And we do have, as a parent, we do have a lot of power over that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then, okay, two questions come to mind is that, so I understand that you actually you need to start very early, like at four or five years old. Uh, to to educate your kids about money, among other things, of course. <laughs> so that's one thing. And then the other thing is, yeah, how do you start? I mean, you know, four. I mean, I don't. I'm not a parent, but four or five years old to me it seems so young. It seems like if I think of four year olds that I know of, uh, kids of friends or family. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, they're just uh, walking around and uh, they they want things or they. I, I don't know. How do they, how do you educate a four year old or five year old about money? Great question. So first thing, what you don't do is lecture them, right? They're not at the age that even even teenagers, you, you never want to lecture your kids about money. You want to share stories and also keep in mind those little people, they do watch us. So when you go to shopping, mm-hmm. um, when you take them to a grocery store, they are watching your every move. So if you are impulse buying, if you are planning what to buy, they are watching those things. Or when they try to convince you to buy something for them, how do you respond? Do you say it's too expensive? Mm -hmm. We cannot afford it. Those are the things that would um, encourage a scarcity mindset. On the other hand, if you say, okay, you want to buy that toy? How do you want to say save up for it? Do you have money for it? We can buy it. We can buy anything you want as long as you you can save. So is that how you respond at the grocery store, or you're like, no, you know? And as a parent, I'll tell you first. My first instinct to just say, hey, that's too expensive, and then I'm busy, right? I want to buy the things that I want to buy. Why, why I came to grocery store, the last thing I want to do at that point is is to give this calm, collected answer. But if we, as parents, if we know better, we do better. So knowing that um, some of the words that we use will impact our child's uh, future money story, that we can be more intentional with the words we choose, such as not uh, saying, oh, I cannot afford it. 
um, or we cannot afford it or it, it's too expensive, things like that. So to answer your um, your question, they do watch us. Mm-hmm. They're watching every move that we make uh, with our money um, and they're learning from us. So it's important that we are intentional with our own behavior, money behaviors, um, not just, uh, you know, we got to do walk to walk, not just talk to talk. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay. That, that's very great. Uh, I like that. Um, D. And then I have another question. It's a bit more tricky to answer maybe, but I want to ask it anyway. So um, <laughs> your audience, your uh, customers, your readers can uh, buy the course and they can help uh, to get more intentional when talking about money to your kids. I get that. But sometimes, you know, maybe the, those parents, uh, they may not have uh, this abundance mindset or they may not have grown in an abundance mindset uh, environment themselves. How do you see that as an issue or as a barrier or Maybe those people don't come in the first place to to contact you. I don't know, uh, just, just uh, something that uh, I was wondering about myself. I think I think the nice thing about going through Kids Money Academy, as a parent, you will also learn things about you that you, you didn't know and you need to maybe fix or excel. So I am trying to create content that would encourage parents to have abundance mindset as well so as i said earlier when we know better we do better Mm -hmm. you know as growing up as i think about my own childhood my parents even though i uh, grew up in a middle class family they had they always talked about money in a very abundant way so i never thought that i would be I will be struggling when I grow up. Even though we didn't have a lot of money, I always knew the money would come to me easily. However, one thing they didn't do well uh, while I was growing up, how to keep that money once you have it, Mm -hmm. right? The savings habit. So back then, um, as I was growing up, there was no internet. There There were no resources. So they just took the information that they got from their own experiences and their own families and and pass pass it on to me. But now with all the resources we have available, I think as a parent, we do have a power to take control over our own childhood um, money stories. We can change our behaviors. They didn't even have the awareness of abundance money mindset versus scarcity mindset they just taught taught me and probably your parents as well what they knew now with all the things that we have available i think we can teach better and then we can also change our own behaviors because we know better yeah absolutely and then uh, i think i grew up in a similar environment as yours as well middle class And my parents, what I'm grateful for is that, uh, I mean, they're awesome, of course, but (laughs) on on the money part is that they, um, I've been doing some thinking before this episode. I mean, they, they have never been negative towards money. Sometimes they say, well, yeah, no, this is expensive or we cannot afford. This has happened in general. 
not so much or oh yeah but we'll need to you need to work harder on that a bit as as you said in the beginning but as such we never have we never had a, a negative image it was more that uh, it's important to work to earn your money to to open yourself possibilities with um, going to school getting a good education a bit traditional but that's good but with mm-hmm. with regards to money you know they are open to They're not money nerds uh, like I am. They they don't read the uh, financial books or look at blogs, etc. So they 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 have no clue about how the stock markets works. I mean, now they read my stuff, so it's fine. But they're not financial experts. But they at least on the money mindset part, I've always been blessed with uh, yeah positive attitude. Uh, making money is okay, but use it well. Use it in a responsible manner. I think that was more the the message of my parents. That's great. Also, what I want to say for um, your um, audience, if if they didn't have if if they didn't have parents who who were talking positively about money and they um, they had some negative beliefs about money, um, I want them to forgive all those stories um, and not be resentful towards their parents because mm-hmm. we really. We really, as parents, we try to do our best, and we, we because we try to do our best, we we pass on what we know the best. Yes. Um, and if they do have negative beliefs, if they learn um, about money and uh, have negative beliefs about money, they have power, every power within them to change, uh, change these stories. Mm-hmm. And the uh, about uh, education and parents, uh, we are currently in the middle of the coronavirus times. Um, it's affecting all of us. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. I'm living by myself, and uh, my family is all right. And we are. I mean, I have a sister, but okay, she's an adult. I, I know you have two kids. So, how, for example, do you talk about uh, coronavirus and its consequences? I mean, people lose jobs, and there's a lot of. I mean, sad news on the TVs. So, how do you handle this as well? With kids, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Great question. So, every time, every time when I hear another layoff, my literally my heart breaks. Um, mm-hmm. And I know once this is over, the economy is going to roar. It will happen. Um, but in the meanwhile, we need to deal with some ugly realities, right? And instinctively, uh, we want to protect our kids. Uh, from everything, but at the same time, we want we want to get them ready for life, and that's not going to happen if we shelter them in a way that they don't know how to deal with the real life circumstances, like the one that we are going through right now. Mm-hmm. So, if you are if you are going through financial hardship during this pandemic, or let's say there is a recession and you are going through financial hardship, you lost your job. I do have some tips uh, to, to how to deal with um, with these uh, negative news while sharing with, uh, with kids. The first one is, I want to say, be honest about what caused the change. Um, even though um, it's difficult to predict, uh, share your plans to address the situation within your family. Um, so how are you planning to, you know, once you share this, the news with your child, whether you got laid off or you are going to uh, financial hardship, um, then focus on the focus on what's good. 
I call that unfortunately fortunately technique. So the conversation can go like this. You know, unfortunately, mommy or daddy lost um, their job. Fortunately, then you move on to fortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and you say, but we are still together. We are still healthy. So you focus on positive. So unfortunately, this happened. And maybe we're not going to be able to spend as much money on your toys or couple other things that interest your kid so they know the impact that's going to have in their life but then you move on to positive fortunately we are healthy we have food we have um, shelter then you focus on positive you switch the perspective mm -hmm. and then the second thing is assure them everything will be all right Right. Uh, during this time, I think it's important to limit the TV time um, because all they're going to hear is how many people are dying and and um, no good news, <laughs> basically. Uh, they see the world map red everywhere and it's it's very stressful and scary for kids. So I would recommend that parents limit the TV time. And instead, focus on the positive, that it's going to be all right. This will pass too, right? Mm -hmm. um, with my kid, who is seven years old, um, he make it, he, he's making a list of things, everything that I, he wants to do after coronavirus. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so he focuses on positive things on the future when it will pass, because he yeah. knows it will pass. Okay. Yes, it mm -hmm. will pass. And what do you want to do when it's over? And he's like, oh, I want to have a party with my friends. I want to have play dates. And so he writes all of that. And the third tip I have is show your child that you can manage your own stress in a positive way. Yeah. So this is your time to demonstrate how resilient you are. So as I said in the beginning, they are watching. You can talk to them and you can tell them, how to react all day long, but they are going to watch you and they are going to watch you how you react to current circumstances. It's important that you find the things that you love that do not cost money, obviously, and focus on those things and, and show your child that you can handle your stress in a, in a positive way. Yeah, I think that's very important. And um, it ties back to what you said in the beginning. They will watch you. I mean, it doesn't matter if they are five years old or 10 years old. Yep. I mean, you might think, yeah, a five-year-old uh, maybe doesn't understand. But yeah, actually, they watch you. So, And they will react to your emotions, your stress. I mean, of course, it's, um, it's absolutely important that you try to keep uh, a calm or um, in front of them, at least, that you convey uh, a message of calm and confidence in the future. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I have a two, two and a half year old daughter, mm -hmm. you know, when, when every time she gets boo boo, like we kiss and she feels better. And when I, you know, when I hit my uh, leg somewhere or something, like when something happens to me, she looks at my reaction and then she comes and kisses me. So <laughs> even two and a half year old. Yeah can model you so it's important that how you react um how you react 
during these difficult, uh, difficult, challenging times. Uh, I was going to say the last thing is um, keep a gratitude, gratitude journal with your child. So as we know, gratitude opens the door to abundance. The practice, this practice, the gratitude journal will help both you and your kids. So with my child, um, I actually do a freebie on my website. It's a gratitude jar. It's a printable. Every day, we fill up that gratitude jar for, with five things that we are grateful for. Mm-hmm. And, and then he puts, he sticks on his wall above his desk. So that practice reminds him that, that he still has a lot to, to be grateful for. So this helped him a lot and helped me a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I think it's very important. It's something I do myself every day, no matter if I have a good day or a bad day. So I'm always grateful. I mean, I don't do it in the form of writing. I'm, uh, I do it in the form of a prayer because I'm Christian. But it's still, it's the same principle. It's the same idea. So um, I say, well, thank you for my um, my health, my parents, my family, you know, that I have a job, that at least I have income. So this kind of things. And, you know, I think it's gives you it's it gives you a good, a great start of your day. Yeah, that's great. So if you're a Christian or any any, any other um, believer, you can pray with your with your child. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it together. Make it make an impact on your child's um, child's future. Just basically by praying. Mm-hmm. No, very good. And then you, you touched upon the. Uh, a freebie of your website, the, the Money Academy uh, itself, I mean, your course, what does it entail, actually? Yeah, so on my website, kidsmoneyacademy.com, mm-hmm. uh, when you go to a website, there is a freebie vault uh, that everyone can have access. You just put your email address and we send it, uh, we send a password and you can, you can log into the vault and I have a whole bunch of freebies and every Friday I will be putting more freebies on the wall, vault. Um, so one of them is the gratitude jar. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely check out the website and, and the vault. Um, it will have freebies um, every week. And Dean, next to that, you have the budget workbook for teens. What does that uh, entail, actually? Yes, thank you for bringing it up. Uh, so, budget workbook for teens is is a is a new product that I have. Um, basically, it is a budgeting workbook for specifically designed for teens. The purpose of the budget workbook is to teach them how to manage the money that they have. They earn either um, you know through allowance or our part-time job making money is great but if you don't know how to manage your money uh, then that money is going to be wasted on things that you are not even aware of so i created this uh, product just for teens so they can learn before um, stepping into adulthood they have really good money habits mm-hmm. Okay, and I know you just kind of started with your uh, uh, academy, but have you already had some feedback or uh, some uh, communication on uh, how the products help your uh, your audience? Yes, so that was a. I mean, I worked on this uh, budget workbook 
book for about three, four months mm-hmm. and before I released it. And I had I had high hopes, but you never know when you launch it if it's going to really help or if it's going to be something that's just going to you know it's not going to resonate with your with your people and uh, to my surprise when I launched it I had great feedback um, even teachers um, not only parents the teachers are buying the the teen budget workbook and I get almost every other day um, I get new feedback from teens that's okay very exciting to me because you know how difficult to engage a conversation with teens you know you're not cool enough (laughs) (laughs) for them to engage a conversation but they actually follow uh follow kids money academy they engage with me they send their they send their uh completed budget workbook um every month um, so this is the second month that I launched the product. So they are sending me their videos and they're very excited about it. And I do uh, I do feature them on my stories. So they, I think they enjoy that little spotlight as well. So they do find it very helpful. Um, I actually, just before I jumped on the podcast, I got a message from a German, German teacher um, based in based in Turkey, Istanbul, she was uh, saying that she's sharing this budget workbook with her students, oh, wow. uh, teach them about money. So I was, I was l- thrilled because to be honest with you, my goal with this budget workbook was if I can, if I can impact one child, one mm-hmm. teenager, then I was going to feel like I fulfilled my mission um, because it has a trickle down effect you know it's not one teenager that one teenager is gonna grow up be become an adult uh, will have a family that means that that one teenager is gonna impact so many people around himself or herself so now hearing other like so many teenagers coming to me and telling me that this has been very helpful um it just fills my heart makes me really happy no that's great i mean uh, I, I love those stories and um and this is what we are trying to achieve especially in the fincon community i mean everybody has its own way of talking about money and finances etc but it's also most importantly, it's to make an try to make an impact, like like you just uh, explained, illustrated with an example. And uh, yeah, it's also why I'm doing this. I mean, I, I like to do what I do, but I mean, my wish when I started, I mentioned to a few people, I said, yeah, I'm going to start this blog. And uh, you know, if somebody tells me, yeah, thanks to uh, a post, I'll save $100 a month. Or uh, I'll start to get uh, interested in books or whatever, in uh, finance books, etc. Well, you know, it's already a positive effect, you know, like that's what we are looking for. And for you, it's it's kids and teens. And for me, it's more about people getting into uh, investing, etc. But I also uh, want to have people like you with different perspectives, different goals on the podcast so we can even uh, make this impact bigger. Exactly. Very good. And then, uh, so you you said that it was a German teacher in Turkey. So uh, what you offer, um, the Kids Money Academy, so it has an international flavor or is it US-based or how do I need to see that? So Budgeting Workbook is in English. 
but th this is a side effect that I was not I was not expecting to be honest with you the people mm -hmm. from Hong Kong Germany Turkey buying the workbook uh, that is just mind-blowing to me and and makes uh, makes me really happy because now now I'm getting more feedback and I am going to make further changes to the budgeting workbook and every revisions that I make whoever purchased in the past will have free access to the new version so you will ha always have this is a living document right we always says budget is a living document mm -hmm. and for me, this budget workbook is a living document. As I get more feedback, I'm going to make more changes to it. Just last week, um, I got a feedback uh, asking if it has a page as it relates to giving and charitable contributions. So now I'm talking to my designer uh, because everything is, I'm working with a calligrapher. Everything is hand-doodled in the, uh, the budget workbook. So I am... Uh, working closely with my designer to create a page that encourages kids to do more charitable contributions, save up for uh, for giving. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's a digital um, book. Then I understand. So it's not a physical. Uh... Yes. Yeah, bu budget book. Okay, very good. Very it's a good. digital book. Um, anyone can print from anywhere. And then it's undated. So that means that your teen, once you... Um, once you have this workbook, you can print it as many as you want, as many years as you want. So this will uh, take your teen through age uh, 13 through all the way to 18. Oh, that's fantastic. It's uh, scalable and uh, and it's very inexpensive, actually. I, I think it was like $15 or something. Yes, it's $15. Um, and then the one last thing I want to mention about the... Uh, about this uh, product is actually uh, yesterday I added a new bonus every month I'm going to make a zoom call with the teenagers who are using budgeting workbook it's a zoom call monthly accountability call to make sure they are preparing their next month's budget with me it's a workshop it's not a, another you know personal finance boring uh, webinar kind of thing the teenagers will interact with each other and they will also they will also work on their budget for the following month so i'm going to implement that um at the end of this month um so we are in april so at the end of april 2020 i will uh, I will start having these Zoom calls every month, once a month at the end of the month for the teenagers who purchase the workbook. Wow, that, that sounds uh, excellent. That's, uh, I mean, I think it will uh, lead to great things, great conversations uh, with the teenagers. That's, that's excellent. I'd like to hear that. And then the, um, there's a question I've been um, wanting to ask you for a long time. And now is your chance. Now is my chance to get an answer. So when you introduce yourself in the FinCon group, you mentioned a few things, the, the, the Kids Money Academy, that you are a CPA and that you um, teach finance at the UCLA. But you also mentioned a fun fact, you have two alpacas. So what's the deal with those? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a great story. You're going to love it because those two alpacas saved me thousands of dollars over the years. And... Mm -hmm. uh, you may ask how. 
So we do have a, a large um, a property and large backyard. Over the years, um, my husband was spending so many hours cutting the grass, right? Cutting the grass, and that was causing some friction between him and I because every two weeks he has to cut the grass for several hours, and, and that was taking away from our family time. Um, so we came up with this idea that if we have alpacas, alpacas would eat the grass. Uh, first, we, we actually tried to hire somebody, but they told us they would charge $500 a month. Uh, to Yes. Uh, and uh, we are like, oh, I don't think so. We're going to do it ourselves. Then we thought about it. Okay, what about we we get two alpacas and they eat the grass and they are our pets. They become our pets. So that's how we ended up with two alpacas. Now they eat the grass. Um, over the last 10 years, they saved us, again, thousands of dollars. They were only, I think, each one was, we paid uh, $600. Um, that was the investment. And it, the return on investment was great so far. And they're fun animals. And they have the longest eyelashes that every girl would dream of. Uh, and the cute things. <laughs> and um, just friendly with the kids. Um, they don't bite. They they spit if they are, they feel like they are threatened. Um mm-hmm. But it never happened to us because they feel comfortable and they trust us. So that never happened to us. And they're they're kind of like a miniature version of llamas, right? Mm-hmm. Llamas are bigger, alpacas are smaller. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I would never think of alpacas myself in the first place. I mean, you know, when I think of uh, this kind of uh, animals that eat grass, I would think of sheep or uh, or cows or something. So how did you come up with the alpacas? Good point. So we actually initially we we got two lambs. So those two lambs were great, um, but they um, uh, when they grow up they became uh, sheep and they start eating everything from the root. So you don't want your property look like there's nothing on it. You still want grass um, or goat would eat everything from root. So we were we start researching and we find out that alpacas they don't eat the grass from the root, mm-hmm. um, and also one sheep eat as much as two alpacas. So if we have two alpacas, it's like having a one sheep, and these are herd animals. So what that means is they need to be in groups. So you cannot have just one alpaca because it's going to stress stress the animal. Um, so we needed to, whatever we got, we needed to get two. So uh, two alpacas equals to one sheep, as much as eating one sheep. So we, we decided to go with two alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to, to have, un, uh, how can I say, unravel the mystery around the alpacas. So that, that's great. <laughs> yes, Fantastic. it's also back to saving money again, right? <laughs> Making investments. So uh, yeah, I never heard investments in alpacas. So yeah. <laughs> you, never, you never know what you're going to hear on this podcast. That's, that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> and uh, Dee, I think we, that was a great story. And I think we, we came at the um, end of the show. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you so much for um, sharing your stories, sharing uh, some tips on how to talk about money to your kids, how to uh, instill them a positive money mindset. These were, of course, a few tips. I think the listeners will uh 
If they want to know more, they can uh, find you uh, on internet. I'll link your data in the in the show notes. But uh, what is your website is kidsmoneyacademy.com, right? Yes, kidsmoneyacademy.com. And I am very active on Instagram at mm -hmm. kidsmoneyacademy. Uh, so that's my main uh, outlet that I uh, interact with my community. They can um, always come and say hi. I always have open arms. Okay, very good, very good. And as we said, it's for everybody. It's not only for U.S., It's for uh, people in Hong Kong, in Turkey, etc. Of course, it's in English, but yeah, then we, it's open. So, so please, uh, yeah, go go check uh, D. It's uh, it's great. She has a great uh, Instagram and a great website, great project aiming at uh, having an impact on many kids and teenagers' lives. So I, I love it. And then D, uh, of course, like every guest, we have our three quick fire question. So the number one question is, what has been your best investment so far? I think my best investment is is obtaining my um, CPA license mm -hmm. um, in the U.S. That was my uh, best investment, time investment as well as the money investment. Uh, when I immigrated to this country, I didn't um, I didn't have any money. I didn't I didn't know how how to even speak English. However, I was hungry for success, right? And first thing in my mind was what profession do I need to go in so that I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, out of job. I have job security. Um, and that's how, how I pursue, I decided to pursue becoming, becoming a CPA. And that was, that was the smartest and the best investment I made, um, since I moved to the U S. Okay. Fantastic. And then, uh, my, um, Next question. Uh, we didn't really talk about books uh, or resources, but what is your favorite book or a book you would recommend to anyone? And it doesn't need to be a financial book. Yes. So the book I recommend is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Mm -hmm. um, I recommend this book because um, we are going through such a unique difficult, challenging times. Um, and if you are in pain, if you are scared, lost, I think you must read this book. Or even if you are happy, you must read this book because um, Viktor Frankl is an Australian Jew who survived living in a concentration camp for three years. Um, during that time, he lost his um, parents um, in the concentration camp, brother, wife, a pregnant wife killed. And This book is about uh, how people survive in living in concentration camp and some people didn't survive. Uh, and it all comes down to having a positive outlook about future. Um, and I think what we are going through right now, of course, is not even comparable to what Viktor Frankl went through. But I think we can um, learn some lessons and apply to what we are going through right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. I'll look it up and I'll link it as well in the show notes. And then D, the last question is, what is the best purchase you've made for under a hundred dollars? Hundred dollars? I'm just gonna tell you what the best investment I made during this time. It was the Instacart subscription. <laughs> so I don't have to go to groceries. Um, it's, I think it was like ninety dollars. It's free delivery. Uh, they deliver your groceries for free, um, so I don't oh, okay. have to go. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't have to go out there and, and wait in the lines and things like that. Um, I get the groceries uh, delivered to my house and I disinfect them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going in. Um, yeah, so that's, I think that's the best uh, investment I made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's a group of people, they, I mean, you, I mean, I don't know the service, so I guess it's, uh, you use an app, some people go do your groceries for you, that's it? Yes, they mm -hmm. make, they do the groceries for you. Um, and normally they charge, you know, delivery fee. Um, but when you have the subscription, they, they actually, you pay $90 for the whole year and you can, you can order three times a week, five times a week. It doesn't matter. And you get your uh, groceries delivered for free. Oh, that's excellent. Actually, if it's only $90 a year, uh, I mean, you should just do it. Yes, because as a mother, I need to save time. Um, yeah. I need to be very efficient with everything that I do. Um, and having a you know full-time job, nine-to-five job, plus Kids Money Academy, plus teaching at UCLA, plus <laughs> having two kids, um, I need to be really efficient with everything I do. Yeah, and especially now, you know, like, I don't know how it is in the US at the moment, but for example, last week I went to the supermarket I had to wait 30 minutes outside because we limit the number of people inside. Yes. Uh, here in Luxembourg, and I think in Belgium, it's uh, very similar. You limit the people inside, so you need to queue outside, and then you do your groceries, which I find boring anyway. So it's uh, But you need to do it. So yeah, all in all, I spent uh, half an hour outside, 20 minutes inside, so it's one hour. So if you do, multiply that by 50... Uh, once per week, then it's 50 hours. So uh, 90, $90 for 50 hours, uh, plus your mother, etc. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the return is, is huge. <laughs> yes, I love that calculation you did. And then every time when you order something on Instacart, at the end, once you place your order, it tells you how many hours you saved. Oh, really? Since, <laughs> That's cool. Since you start using Instacart. So I think uh, I started using it like... Uh, about a month ago and I already saved 25 hours. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> And on the other hand, for people uh, in the US then, because I, I don't think we have this service, uh, this type of service here, is that, yeah, it, it can be a side hustle. Okay, maybe it's a bit risky now, but it can be uh, otherwise a, a side hustle for to make some extra money. Yes, I actually... Um uh, on on Facebook, I am uh, I am part of uh, this uh, group uh, of moms, um, mm -hmm. and there was uh, there was this one guy who posted uh, uh, in the group and said, "Hey, hey, moms, um, I need money right now. I can do your uh, grocery shopping for you. Here is my cell phone number. Just send me your shopping list, and I'll do it for you." And people. Other moms start using his service, and that became this guy's side hustle. It just happened in front of my eyes a couple a couple days ago. Mm. So, yeah, okay. To your point, yes, it can be a side hustle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, D, it was great um, to have you. Thanks you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, bringing uh, your positivity to the show and to the world. <laughs> And uh, no, really, I mean it. Um, I say it, uh, yeah, it just came like this, but I really mean it. I mean, having an impact on people's life because it's their money as teenagers, but it will uh, develop uh, into good habits, into more. It will tr have a trickle down effect, as you said earlier, so on more people. So, 
So uh, please continue. And uh, I really like to, to talk to you today. So Dee, thanks so much again. And I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Anton, for having me and have a wonderful day. It was a pleasure to speak to Dee. I really enjoyed her energy, her positive attitude. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it as well. And before we head off, here are the key takeaways. So number one, with regards to raising your kids, everything starts at home and the money stories, abundance and scarcity mindsets are being written already by the time your kid turns seven. So it's quite early. Number two, the best way to teach kids about money is to share stories and not to lecture them. And actually, this is pretty similar advice as uh, what uh, Doug Norman was uh, telling us a few episodes back. Remember the episode with Doug and Carol? Number three, I don't know about you, but when Dee and I were kids, there was no internet at home, and thus there were not so many resources available to our parents, and probably your parents as well. So the key point here is, well, do not blame them for lack of education or wrong money mindset. They did the best they could with what they had available. But now, and if you're still listening, there are no excuses for you not to get your finances and your kids' finances in order. Next, moving on to keeping a positive attitude during the COVID-19 period for parents. So number one, be honest about the situation. Be honest about the changes that occurred, job loss, for example. And use this technique of unfortunately, fortunately. Tell the honest sad news first and then move on to the positive. Number two, limit TV time and help them plan for the future. And for example, ask them what they want to do when this is all over. Number three, and this is, I think, very important, show that you can manage your own stress in a positive way. And remember, they're watching you. And the last one is practice gratitude with them in the form of a prayer and a gratitude jar in a journal. I think it's a very good habit and a very good practice for families to, to do together as a family. And last but not least, here's a super secret money-saving tip of the day, especially if you have a large garden. Well, buy two alpacas, the return on investment in time and money is absolutely worth your initial investment. And I bet you never heard that on any other personal finance blog or podcast before. <laughs> so that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.